I don't know where I'd be without gymnastics right now. You're flipping backwards, you're flipping forwards, you're you're turning, you're spinning, you're jumping, you're doing everything. You can do two circles, you can do ten. It doesn't matter if you're an Olympic gymnast in practice, it all comes down to the competitions. He was born to do pommel horse. To be a gymnast, I think you have to have a certain um, drive and determination. Welcome back to Chalk Talk. I'm Aaron Davidson. And I'm Mira Hume. We're both gymnasts who want to share our love of the sport with you. Just as gymnasts use chalk to help get a grip, we hope this, our Chalk Talk podcast, will help you get a grip on this sport and that's growing in popularity. On this episode, the toll gymnastics can take on an athlete. Executing the perfect routine or sticking a landing is what you see on TV, but what you don't see is the pain that went into learning those skills. This is a topic close to my heart because an injury ended my career, but not my passion. Let's jump into the conversation. You could work all year long, as hard as you can, and you know you're going to have the best season of your entire life. And the day before a competition, on your last turn, you could break your arm or break your foot or or twist your ankle or whatever. Um, I think that was something that was very difficult for me personally. Um... I've broken probably every bone in my body, toes, my my leg, my my fingers, my wrist. I've had uh, knee surgery. I've had arm surgery, which my arm surgery ended up ending my career because I have a plate, seven screws, and two pins in my arm. So I'm kind of like Iron Man. But, yeah, I, that was very tough on me mentally, and I think injuries for anybody is hard on them because you just work so hard, like – your life revolves around gymnastics before you can drive yourself like your parents who might work have to drive you in the morning and pick you up and they also have to buy your your uniform and your grips and tape and everything else and doctor's appointments so I think it's tough on everybody so I think you have to have a strong family and there's a lot of sacrifices that go into Gymnastics, I mean, during the season, you can't take vacations. I mean, even during off-seasons, it's tough to um, take vacation because kind of like what Aaron said, that one of his friends took a year off, right? Um, And that is unheard of in gymnastics. I mean, you take two days off and you come back and you might have a hard time doing a skill. You take a week off, like, that's even more. It's just... um, Gymnastics, you have to be very consistent because if you're not, it it becomes dangerous. But, yeah. Yeah. Showing up to – if you don't practice, we're actually not allowed to compete if we don't show up to a practice at least, like, within four days before the competition because if you were to show up on Monday, you compete Saturday, and then you just don't show up the rest of the week oh, well, here you are in Texas in front of a lot of other people about to compete, plenty of dangerous skills, they're not going to let you compete because it's legitimately dangerous to get up there and try and compete whenever you haven't trained. Yeah. And like you said about injuries, it is just I can't go – I can't take Sunday off and then go in on Monday with no pain. Like, I'm at a point – in my career, and a lot of people hit this, like, um, especially as they get into being teenagers, they're headed towards the end of their high school career. Everything hurts doing gymnastics. You just, 
um, you have to kind of get over it. Like, I was talking about finger. Like, I broke my finger earlier. In the last two weeks, we have had, like, an ongoing gag at the gym because I keep messing up my fingers. I have jammed, like, four or five fingers in the last two weeks. And, like, one, I actually think my finger's broken. Like, I got it so bad. And you just kind of ignore it at some point. It's You don't, you know, some people, they might be like, oh, I think my finger's broken. Let's get to the doctor. Let's get something on it. And, I mean, we've been through here enough to know they're not going to do that much for it. You know, you just kind of got to ice it, get over it. Ice and then things like ibuprofen and Aleve, those are your best friends in gymnastics because everything hurts. You save those doctor's appointments for things you really know are messed up or whatever and also I think finding the right doctor is important because some doctors um even orthopedic doctors you'll show up and they'll be like oh well we don't care about gymnastics just take six months off yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that that doesn't work no that's not something that you can just do Mm -mm. and so we I have a really good one now and he knows if I show up with I've had a cast on my wrist three different times in the last what year and a half two years just because every time I show up there he he'll look me dead in the eyes and he'll say I know that if I tell you to not do anything with your wrist for three weeks I can walk into the gym tomorrow and you'll be swinging high bar so I'm gonna put this cast on you for three weeks you're gonna as soon as it's off you're gonna ice it heal it up right and then you're going to slowly work your way back into it, not, oh, your wrist is probably fine, take six months off, get over it. Yeah, I think if you hear a gymnast say, I need to go to the doctor, their arm is probably broken or about to fall off because I think gymnasts have some of the highest pain tolerance because you put your body through so much every day. I mean, it's a lot on a young person's body. Yeah, I'm. I probably should have a wing at McBride hospital but I know everybody every time I go to the doctor um I know my doctor I know like the nurses and everybody around everybody's like oh hey Mira you're here again because I get hurt so often because of gymnastics but um so we're on like a a first name basis with doctors but I think that's probably for most gymnasts just because it's so hard on your body but yeah you got to be really you got to have a really high pain tolerance for gymnastics. Yeah. I mean, injuries are just, they're destined to happen in gymnastics. It's such a dangerous thing, so tough on your body that we joke about this all the time, but we're effectively ruining our bodies, like, for the rest of our lives yeah. at a young age. That's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maggie Nichols went from being almost... I mean, an Olympic qualifier, she missed it by a thread, which was she was actually a shoe-in to go to the Olympics, but she actually was injured. I think she had knee surgery maybe, and that kind of took her out of the running. But once you get into college gymnastics, you're doing pretty much the basics of your elite gymnastics routine. So on elite gymnastics, you might have eight skills or more in your bar routine and college gymnastics, you probably only have four or five. So, and you probably will take the difficulty out of it. I mean, it's definitely still difficult. That's what most girls in gymnastics work towards is college gymnastics. And it's a huge accomplishment to get a scholarship to anywhere. 
but um, but for people like Maggie Nichols, going from college, I mean, going from elite to college is, I is a pretty big transition. I think there's a lot of things to get used to. I mean, probably having more of a life because when you're in elite gymnastics, you're there constantly. You probably don't have much friends outside of the gym. You probably see your coaches more than your family, which I think we're probably both used to, even though though we're not elite gymnasts, but yeah, I think it's a big transition for the good, but also it's a lot to get used to. So yes, everything in college is definitely watered down from elite. Maybe not from going from level 10 to college. You've probably been doing those routines for a while, and you might try to learn some new skills maybe in college, but once you once you get to college gymnastics, it's pretty much like you do the skills that you've had. It's no more, it's not much like you're practicing to um, get higher difficulty. I think it's more you practice to make your routines perfect. Is that how it is in men's, or do they go from like full elite routines to full elite routines in college? Um, it's the complete opposite, actually, mm-hmm. in men's gymnastics, because like there's not a completely there's not really an elite level mm-hmm. in men's gymnastics. It's kind of level ten, and then you go to college if you're good enough. Yeah. And so, college for men is actually where, you know, you do your hardest routines. That's most people's the hardest routines they'll ever compete mm-hmm. is for their college because there is a lot. I guarantee you if you watch for Tokyo next year and if you watch like world championships that just happened there is a lot almost all of the gymnasts on the men's side will be from colleges okay yeah I've seen a few OU ones yeah right so them being from colleges that's how they get their spot into like those championships is just grinding out their best routines in college so Mm -hmm. it's actually like the complete opposite of women's because there's no watering down it is like you either put it all out there or you're not going to compete that event you know Mm -hmm. not all the time they'll compete I this is I think this is the same for women but they don't always compete all around either Mm -hmm. and there's different event specialists and there I actually think there can be event specialists in like um, junior gymnastics it's not the most common thing yeah. but in college there's a lot of people like for instance how I said I have never really understood pommel horse I've never mm-hmm. been good at it same with all if I did get good enough on other events to go to college I could guarantee you I'll never ever um, swing pommel horse under you know the guys of that college I'm just there's going to be people there that are significantly better at it than me I don't understand it. So I would probably never swing on a pommel horse again if I, you know, went to a college or never run down the vault runway again, you know, and then do a vault. It just probably would not be a thing that happened. Yeah. And I think some college gymnasts, they don't even have the choice to be special. I mean, to be all-arounders. I think some of them are just specialists. They only train one or two events or three or whatever. Um, but I think the coaches kind of choose also, like the coaches choose, at least for women's, um, choose the lineups for each meet. So the, they will say, okay, these six girls are going on beam. These six girls are going on floor and 
so on, but they they might not be the same six girls. There might be a few of the same, so there could be one girl that competes all four events, which makes her an all-rounder. Um, there could be a girl that competes one event. That makes her, like, a specialist of whatever event she's doing. So if, she, if she's doing beam, she'd be a beam specialist, which I think that's pretty interesting. I, I had always... I kind of considered that towards the end of my gymnastics career just because there were some things that were absolutely not possible for my wrist injury, which ended up ending my career, sadly. But yeah, I think a lot of specialists come out of either injuries because they've had a back injury, so they can't do, they can't bend their back in the way of back handsprings. They, They can't do beam or things like that. So I think injuries really cause people to become a specialist or maybe you're just not gifted in the beam department or the bars department if you know what I'm saying well yeah so like uh my friend I was talking about earlier with his back injury he took like a year off and he's superhuman I swear with pommel horse it doesn't make sense but since we were 10 years old he was the best at pommel horse he was just known for that even when not showing up and he was going to go to college, you know, if his back was perfectly healthy, he was going to keep going. And he probably, like, he's not great at any event other than pommel horse or Mm P-bars. So he probably would have never, you know, done all-around tumbling. But now with his back, with everything wrong with it, it's not even an option. He is pretty much the first actual event specialist to come out of our gym Mm -hmm. because he shows up to do pommel horse. And that's, that's pretty much it. And he could go to any college there is just to do pommel horse. He could probably hit the best routine of his life and be up on the world stage and still contesting. That's how good he is at pommel horse. That's how good he's been since he was 15 years old. And so I do definitely think that a lot would, a lot of event specialists would come out of injuries, but at the same time, I'm not sure that he ever would have been able to do all around in the first place Mm -hmm. so I guess you never know like another good friend of mine he just coaches at the gym now but he is one of the most naturally talented people I've ever seen in my life Mm -hmm. he it's crazy every single event you could tell him to do something if he was healthy he could do it in his sleep he never learned it before Mm -hmm. some of the what were considered the hardest skills for a junior gymnast to do he would jokingly try and he would do it but I think his bones were made of like glass. They were he's so prone to injury that he one day was doing something like I said rings really get your shoulders. Mm-hmm. He tore both shoulders twice wow. doing rings. Combine that with things wrong with his back, um torn things in his knees, you know, breaking ankles. Like he he didn't even do a lot of stupid things to hurt himself. Mm-hmm. The he did a he got a couple injuries walking or just outside of the gym mm-hmm. because of like for example he was rolling trash cans down and he like put his foot on the thing on the back of it to prop it up. Shut up, broke his ankle. Wow, that. that's how like fragile he was. And he was walking down his stairs one time. And he rolled his toe under him, and it, like, broke every single <laughs> toe on his foot. Like, he he was one of the most naturally talented people I've ever seen, but he could not do it. He had to retire because he just was hurt all the time. After his second shoulder surgery on each one, and then the last – he tried to come back one more time. The last time he hurt his knee, I was like, I can't – he said, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I think 
I kind of can relate to that story because I have the love for gymnastics like nobody else. I mean, I'm sure there's girls similar, similar, but I love gymnastics with everything I had. I devoted all my time to it whenever I, I'm sure you, you're probably like this too. Whenever I'm not there, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking like, okay, what, what is my assignment going to be tomorrow? What am I going to, what, what should I accomplish tomorrow? Thinking about the next me and thinking about how I'm going to get to college and all those things. But it just wasn't possible for me to, to do that, which broke my heart because I would I'd practice so hard and want to be there and then I would be injured and I think that another thing that's very mentally tough is whenever you hurt yourself in gymnastics you don't just go sit at home you have to go up to the gym or the, at least in my case I did I would hurt myself I'd be on crutches after surgery and I would want to go almost like the next day after surgery I'd be crutching my way in the gym, doing ab conditioning, upper body, anything that I could do. And also while I was doing those things, trying to make myself stronger, I would also have to watch all of the girls around me and guys doing what I loved and what I wanted to do so badly, but I just physically couldn't. And I think it's it makes it really hard whenever you're having, having to watch other people do it so easily and you want to do it so bad but you're watching other people fulfill your dream pretty much uh yeah I obviously can't relate in like the career ending stuff but I can relate in just general injuries like that so me and another guy we have been wanting to learn a specific thing on high bar for like a long time and this is his senior year so we agreed that after regionals last year we were going to both learn one and we've been talking about it since like February of last year when regionals is in April and we were all excited to do it and then two days after regionals I got a cast on my wrist so obviously no high bar was happening then and I watched him I even like got up there and slid mats for him to do you know to learn this skill on high bar and he, it was a release skill, and he caught it before I even got my cast off. And that, things like that, that sucks to watch, mm-hmm. just because, you know, that's what you've been wanting to work for so long, and then now you can't. Yeah, that's, I think, one of the most difficult parts about gymnastics, um, is that really you have no control over injuries, you have no control over what's what happens, um, even whenever you're doing everything safe and not throwing absolute crazy skills, but... Yeah, that's definitely a tough part of it. Some of the worst injuries I've ever seen were on some of the simplest skills yeah. that they, they could do. Mm-hmm. I um, I have one guy, he was my teammate technically, but he um, he's my coach now. And he, because he was much older than me. So when I was like a level six, he was a level 10. Mm-hmm. And he was a sophomore, I think. And I was doing a floor routine. I was younger. I was like a level six, seven. So I was doing a press handstand, and I remember somebody running on the floor during my routine. And mm-hmm. I, I was honestly thinking, like, wow, what a jerk. I'm trying to do a press handstand. I'm trying to hold it. Yeah. And then I got down from my press, and he's on the ground. Like, looks like he's in the worst pain ever. Like, yelling things I'm not going to repeat. <laughs> and he went to the doctor the next day, and he tore his ACL. Um, wow. Tore something else in his knee, just doing like a one and a half twist forwards, whereas he had like a double full punch front something, mm-hmm. like punch front in his routine, 
and he was just doing a one and a half, landed in a slightly weird way, then did it. So he went through a whole recovery process probably a year later when he was finally back to doing basic tumbling. I don't know if you know what a whip is on yeah. the floor, mm-hmm. but it's just like a back handspring with no hands. That's mm-hmm. that's all it is, and you do it quickly and then usually in another skill. And so they were just doing a whip and floor basics, and he just, as soon as he took off for the whip, he felt something, and it was just floor basics, one of the easiest things he could do. Mm-hmm. He toured again, completely retoured. Out wow. of everything he was starting to get back to, double flipping on the floor with his tumbling, mm-hmm. he just did a little whip, and it destroyed his knee again, and that ended his career too. So it's just things like that. I mean, I've seen some crazy injuries on different you know, some of the simplest stuff that people can do. A lot of people wonder after they hear after they hear all about injuries and everything, is gymnastics worth it? Because whenever you, you devote all your time to it, uh, some kids don't even make it to college. Um, I think it's getting harder and harder to get a college scholarship because people are, are drop, dropping back now from, I mean, especially in women's gymnastics, dropping back from elite to college. And you're, this is the only body you have for the rest of your life, and you feel like you're kind of ruining it from whenever you're a teenager and you might not be able to walk when you're 40. But I think it just depends on the, the kid. It was totally 1,000% worth it to me. I wanted to keep doing it, and if I physically could, I would totally be doing it because it's what I love. But I think it it depends if you have the drive and the determination to do it and you love it with everything, and you're you're willing to do whatever, I think it's it's worth it if it's something you love. I would completely agree with that. I mean, like I said earlier, I have, knock on wood, I haven't gotten that career-ending injury, so I can't speak on it from that angle. But, you know, like I said earlier, my body, it's always hurt. I'm, I can't actually make it through practice. This is probably a really bad thing, actually, but I actually don't think I can make it through a practice without having like two leave in me or you know ibuprofen and then I ice every night I don't I couldn't tell you the last time I went to bed at night without you know an ice pack or two and just I've had multiple people actually ask me that same question like even at like chiropractor's offices or physical therapist's office after I got hurt because there was one thing I was at a physical therapy uh, therapist's office for six months maybe because I I tore my hamstring, but they didn't catch it till it was almost healed on its own from me not doing anything. Because it was just, I tore the, like, the outside of it. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of, it was healing itself up with, like, a lot of things because it took them six months to realize, oh, he actually did that. And anyway, I had, like, one time when we were doing a lot of, like, the stuff in physical therapy, the woman said to me, like, we had obviously talked and I'd said a lot of, like, my injuries in the past. And she's like, why do you do it? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point anymore? Why don't you just stop now that your hamstrings hurt? Like not, she wasn't encouraging me to stop, but she was asking, she was like, why, what has kept you from just putting, hanging up your grips and walking away now? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's just something about the sport. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I almost quit as a level four because I was terrified of getting on the high bar and doing a little pullover on the bar, Mm -hmm. getting on top of it. And I mean, now things come full circle. That's my favorite event, but I don't know where I'd be without gymnastics right now. Yeah. I've had so many people ask me that. I mean, after, like, my my second surgery, I mean, everybody's, like, telling me I should be done. I should paint up or why I haven't yet. Or, I mean, people wanted me to quit. 
but I mean, there's really no good explanation for it other than we just love it. I mean, it's just the love for the sport that keeps us going, I think, or that's definitely for me personally. It's just the love, and that's why I've continued to coach little kids, which I can continue to be involved in gymnastics. That's about all the time we have for this episode. We want to hear from you. What would you like to hear about on upcoming episodes? What are your favorite events and what are you looking forward to at the next Olympics? Let us know in the comments. Until then, thanks for listening to Chalk Talk on the Epic News Network.